Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Sunday. You love football like we do here at Boston Sports Original WEEI? Well, every Sunday at 10 a.m., it's NFL Sunday. Join me, Gresh, Rich Keefe, and Jermaine Wiggins as we get you ready for the upcoming Patriots game and every game that week in the NFL. For a little fantasy football and gambling, you're going to have a good time with us every Sunday morning for NFL Sunday on WEEI. NFL Sunday, every Sunday morning at 10. NFL Sunday is co-sponsored by Zooty, by New England Recovery Center in Marlboro, by your local New England Kubota tractor dealers, by Northeast Electrical, and by Catch's Law Group. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. So today, it is a big game in the life of Mac Jones. It's a big game for the Patriots as at 1 o'clock, they will host the New Orleans Saints as the Saints come marching into Gillette Stadium. It's Gresh, it's Arcan. Cadlick will be along at uh, 10.30. We've got inactives at 11.30. Coach Wiggins with his keys to the game coming up as well. Uh, Christian Fourier will be with us at noon. We'll look around the rest of the NFL. But, of course, it is a big one for really both teams because New Orleans offensively has not been great. The Patriots offensively have not been great. And Arcan, maybe the uh, biggest question in this one will be, will we get a baseball score by the end of the by 425 uh, this afternoon down at Gillette? I'm going with a 3-2, maybe a little uh, 5-3 score by the time it's done. I'll settle for a hockey score, Gresh, so long as the Patriots win this one. This is a very, uh, very big game here. This is, I think, one of those type of make-or-break games. I know it's early in the season and maybe even too early to be talking about that, but I'm not talking about making the playoffs. I'm not talking about challenging for the division. I'm talking about the soul of this team. I think that that's really on the line here today, and you have a team with this New Orleans Saints offense, which you saw them last week. They couldn't get anything going against those uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, and they have an injury 
injured quarterback. They have a defense that's very strong and has guys at all three levels. But the Patriots here on their home field, uh, their first 1 o'clock home game of the season, if I'm uh, not mistaken, this is uh, this is a big stand for them, and I think there's a lot on the line here today. Well, uh, it's really the bounce back from Dallas. You know, as you mentioned, a lot on the line. But, I, man, I really racked my brain this week to try to think about was this maybe one of the three worst weeks in the whole 23-24 year run under Bill Belichick because not only did the roof cave in on them against Dallas, but you have Matthew Judon lost for a long period of time and Christian Gonzalez gone for the year. You know, Fourier and I have been taking the walk back in 2003 and even early in that year, the injuries were kind of spread out like Ted right. Johnson got hurt. And then it was the next week, Rosie Colvin and then Ted Washington ended up getting hurt. This was not only getting pantsed by another team and being complicit in your own demise. Then two of your better players gets hurt. This was one of last Sunday was one of the worst Sundays in the Belichick era all the way around. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It had a very sort of Armageddon feel to it, for yep. sure. I mean, it just getting blown out like that in uh, Dallas, which you know Kraft didn't like that, uh, getting embarrassed like that in front of Jerry Jones, an owner who they have no love lost between those two. And then not only that, but not just your two defense, uh, best defensive players. I'd say the two best players on this roster so far. I mean, Matthew Judon, he was the only one on this team that made any of those NFL top 100 lists. Uh, he's the only one that had any sort of you know Pro Bowl expectations coming into the season and Christian Gonzalez was, I think, on pace to be the defensive rookie of the year. Yep. I mean, look at who he locked up week after week. He was going against the number ones on all those teams. He was holding them. That's the reason why those games were one-score games, in my opinion, in large part because Gonzalez was uh, tight on Tyreek Hill. He was good on Garrett Wilson. Uh, he did a great job on A.J. Brown. Like that, there was, it's not a coincidence that, that those games were all one-score games, and then you see the Eagles and the Dolphins, these other teams, go and blow out everybody else. That's, I think, in large part because Gonzalez in the secondary and uh, Judon and those guys getting pressure up front. Now, we know Gonzalez is done. Judon's probably done for the year. I know he said he wants to come back, but there's also the matter of is there anything to come back to? Like, is this team going to be uh, a team even worth returning to uh, if if they're if they're trying to push for a, for a playoff spot or whatever it might be? I heard Ty Law this week saying, "If I'm Christian Gonzalez, I'm not coming back to this team." <laughs> and I just heard that and thought, "Geez, you know, this is this is dire, Gresh. I mean, this is it. This could be the whole season." Right well, here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of break it up into the the next two weeks are critical. Clearly, you win the next two, you get to three and three. And then maybe you kind of calm everything down. And uh, I'm looking at the uh, Patriots Twitter right now at Patriots, and it says home looks. And they've got the blue jerseys laid out, and they show Stevenson, Duggar, Henry, and Jackson. They hmm. put J.C. Jackson in the tweet because let's get to Christian Gonzalez. He is going to be done for the year. And I know we talked to an orthopedist uh, this week where the the real worry is you don't want that shoulder popping out chronically. So get fixed, build up the muscles, make sure that you don't become one of those guys that, you know, you're uh, 30 years old and you're still wearing the shoulder harness because you're worried <laughs> that your shoulder is going to pop out. But the Patriots turn around and uh, kind of surprise everybody and get J.C. Jackson not not so much that, say, Los Angeles sort of punted on Jackson because with a new D coordinator, it was evident that it wasn't kind of fitting there. 
But the fact that it really just kind of snap of the fingers came out of nowhere, uh, it's a player they're familiar with. It's also a guy who has been dinged up going into today. I have some low expectations for J.C. Jackson. I have some big hope for J.C. Jackson, but I don't know what this guy's going to bring today. Yeah, I really have no idea. We learned a little bit about him this morning, too. I don't know you saw that rap sheet report, but uh, he refused to go in that last game, or I guess that's the uh, the allegation is that he wouldn't go into the game. Staley said he was on the sideline with his shoes untied and he wouldn't go in, and that was the last straw, and so that's why they traded him. <laughs> the here. shoes untied is a real <laughs> sign, isn't it? I know. That's like that's like a, a fraction of an Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown took his uh, jersey off and started dancing down the yeah. sideline. He didn't quite do that, but he started to. He, st- he started with... With the shoelaces and didn't uh, quite progress from there either way I'm sort of with you like this was the type of move that is the type of move Bill tends to make we know he likes to bring guys back that are familiar with the system that's all sort of well and good Jackson's a guy who had real success here it's not and he's not just some guy he's not just some guy who was here and knows the system he was good here uh, he had a pro bowl season he led the league in interceptions while he was here he went to LA and turned into the worst corner maybe in the league statistically. Like mm-hmm. Quarterbacks had almost a perfect QB rating when they threw on his man. So I don't know. I, I tend to think some of that could be uh, a bad system there in L.A. I mean, I wouldn't be the first guy to sort of point that out. They're kind of a mess coaching-wise there, and they have been for a couple of years. But I also think, well, what if Jackson's just not as good anymore? The fact of the matter is, though, they need bodies in that secondary, and he's a body that has a little bit of familiarity, and that's a risk that I would take in a situation like this rather than bringing in some stranger and having to get him up to speed. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. It's it's not an enviable situation to be in, and with uh, Jonathan Jones down, and we'll see if John Jones gets back out there again. You know, we've been waiting for the Jones boys. I know Marcus is down. Wait Again, we were more worried that Jack Jones was going to be in the clink uh, versus not be available, and I don't doesn't look like he's going to be available again today. So they're going to throw J.C. Jackson into the fire, and it will be uh, it'll be fascinating to sort of see how the guy blends back in. And then there is replacing Matthew Judon, and I admit that I'm one of the ones that poked fun at the whole Winovich Uche duo and Chase Winovich long gone, and then it was, you know, well, Winovich will be that guy. Well, now we got this guy, Uche. Well, okay. At the beginning of the year going in, Arkham, we were talking about, oh, Josh Uche in a contract year coming off whatever it was, 10 and a half, 11 sacks. Oh, boy, look at this guy might be able to do. I don't think I can name a Josh Uche play through the first four weeks of this regular season, so I don't know if that's the guy who was really going to get the first crack at being – Uh, the number one guy, let's call him, of trying to replace Matthew Judon. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I'm a little disappointed with how Uche's played so far this year, too. I also had big expectations for Dietrich Wise. I thought he started a breakout last year and that he'd be part of, you know, this this swarming pass rush spearheaded by Judon, obviously. And then there's Keon White, the rookie, who I think's probably the guy. I yep. think that's the one that I'd, I'd feel the most comfortable with sort of taking over in Judon's place. You've seen him making plays. He was making plays in the preseason. He hasn't gotten to the quarterback a ton this year, but you see him in the mix and you see him pushing that uh, – that 
lineback. He's he's someone with a lot of potential, obviously, and I think he's kind of, I don't want to say buried behind the other pass rushers you just mentioned, but someone who I think with more reps and sort of more of a spotlight on him, I expect big things from. So I, I would say Keon White's probably my guy, but I'd really love to see Uche and, uh, to a lesser extent, Dietrich Wise uh, bust out a little bit today. And we talked with uh, Dietrich on Friday, and, you know, he talked about being moved along the front a little bit. Yeah. I think they're trying to take advantage of Wise a little bit more. And with White, I, I do wonder if with Keon White it is, okay, you're going to fit this role. We're going to try to grow you into this role. Because that was another guy that they had kind of moved around all over the place, lined him up over tackles, lined him up over the outside shoulder of a guard at times, and just turned Keon White loose. But, you know, Fuche's going to if, if Josh Uche is going to uh, hang around in this league and get himself a payday, now is the time for this guy to start to eat. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's not easy in terms of this New Orleans offense because this isn't exactly the modern offense that, uh, you know, you'll be facing even next week against the Raiders or around the corner against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I kind of think, Arkan, the matchup might work for New England because – New England is built to stop the run, and I think that's where it really begins and ends for the uh, for the Saints coming in today. We know the car is dinged up. I have full confidence that the Patriots' defense can deal with uh, Derek Carr. The one thing I want to make sure is that they don't allow New Orleans to start to run the ball because that really is the key ingredient for them to putting any kind of points on the board. Yeah, no question about it. Kamara's back from his suspension for beating up that guy in Vegas or whatever it was that he did, and so he's back. He wasn't very effective, I would say, against Tampa. I went back and looked at that game. He didn't do much. I think only 84 yards from scrimmage that was running and catching the ball, so he may still be you know, uh, re-acclimating himself into the offense. And you're right about Derek Carr. If Carr can't throw the ball, if his shoulders still uh, bothering him, then they're going to have to lean on that run game. But I also think if Carr throws the ball like he did last week, they're going to take him out, and they'll put Jameis in. And you remember, Gresh, two years ago, Jameis kind of carved these guys up. Yeah. You know, Jameis, they, Jameis put it on him, and it wasn't just Jameis. There was a, a pick six in that game, and uh, we'll get into that later when we do the Reverend Scouting Report. But I, I'll tell you, they haven't been good this year. This Saints offense hasn't been good. They have all the tools to be good. They should be better than they are. And uh, I worry that they're looking at this Patriots defense, which is all banged up and thinking, you know, hello, lunch. Yeah, I wonder about Michael Thomas. I, 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 he, he does not look like he has the burst on the outside anymore. Mm. It is Olave. And then Kamara, and you're right, Kamara's coming back from injury. I think they targeted him a bunch of times last week, if I'm not mistaken. Like, tried to throw it to him, and it just wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, then there's Taysom Hill, where I, I, he felt like a really good gimmick two years ago, Taysom Hill. Now I kind of feel like people have sort of caught on to the way New Orleans uses this guy. Where do you land on Taysom Hill being a factor today? I think Taysom Hill could certainly be a factor today. He's a guy that can pick up short yardage. He's a guy that they can sort of do uh, disguise things with and uh, and send him out to catch, uh, catch passes or even throw a pass if you need to. It's funny you mentioned Taysom Hill, Gresh, because I want the Patriots to – 
tap into their inner Taysom Hill today. I want to see some gadget plays. I want to see some trickery. I want to see like a flea flicker or a halfback pass or a double reverse jet sweep, something like that. This offense is so stuck in the mud. I'd like to see some kind of spark. I know it's early in the year to start going into the bag of tricks, but, you know, it's not that early when you're 1-3, and and it's kind of kitchen sink time, I think, you know? Like, let's see this Let's see this offense do something to snap out of it. I'd like to see them get a spark here. Yeah, I, uh, I think that might be more specialized. Meaning, both of these teams, in theory, could have 10 points <laughs> like going yeah. into the third <laughs> quarter, and then it turns into the trick play at the right time for either one of these groups. And, you know, special teams has to be on the radar today. I know the New Orleans lost in Green Bay. They found a way to lose 18-17, to 17, but they got a big kick return in that game. I think they were up 17 nothing, And then Green Bay ended up uh, coming back on them but it was a real slog and a fight. And New Orleans is the kind of team that will have a special teams wrinkle for you. And it's crazy that Dallas ends up pasting the Patriots. And there was that two-point conversion play that they sort of threw in there yeah. that kind of got lost in the in the wash of everything that went down on Sunday. But clearly other teams have been looking at the Patriots. And that was one where they really took advantage at the right time to slide in that two-point conversion. And it makes me wonder if New Orleans, who a lot like New England, has to right now kind of manufacture some offense. Special teams has to be on the radar today. The Patriots can't afford to screw that up anymore. And I'd like to think this is where the attention to detail comes into play. But we've also been saying that for a while as well. Been saying so, it all year. <laughs> yeah, and we're waiting for it, no question. Uh, Cadillac will be aboard at uh, 1030. Coach Wiggins will have his uh, keys to the game. Uh, that's coming up at uh, 1048. Uh, did you see that uh, Coach Wiggins took it on the chin again this weekend? I did not. I did not notice that. Yeah, what happened? I think it was, they play? I think it was 50 to 20 against Andover, I think it Damn. was. Uh, there was a uh, pick six very late in the game. It was 43 to 20, and there was a uh, big uh, return for touchdown there to uh, pad it and make it look a little uh, uglier than it was. But Coach Wiggy will be aboard at uh, 1048. We got some Tom Curran at 11 o'clock. The Reverend is uh, going to stop by at uh, 1125. We'll have real inactives for the Patriots game coming up as well because, as Arcan mentioned, really the first 1 o'clock kick of the year. And uh, we'll get uh, Fourier in at noon. We'll go around the rest of the NFL. In fact, there's a game going on right now where Arcan, I don't know if you saw this, but Matt Milano for the Bills carted off and uh, had a towel around his head. Uh, looked like the uh, head was down. And Milano's a guy who's been dinged up before. He's a key part of the Bills' defense. Uh, but with everything on this game, here is Bridget ready to trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Week 5 of the NFL season got underway on Thursday night when the Chicago Bears doubled up the Washington Commanders 40-20. to Some matchups to keep an eye on today. First of all, we had that early game this Sunday morning, a 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff for the Jaguars in the Bills game across the pond in London. 11 to nothing Jacksonville, a touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to Zay Jones. And that's the score after one quarter. At 1 p.m., the Miami Dolphins, who just added Chase Claypool, will host the Giants. 
who are once again without Saquon Barkley. Also at 1 o'clock, the Falcons host the Texans, the Lions host the Panthers, the Colts host the Titans, and the Steelers host the Ravens. As for the Patriots, they will be without Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez, who suffered potentially season-ending injuries last week. For the... For that reason, the Pats activated veteran offensive lineman Riley Reef and traded for cornerback J.C. Jackson, who will play in today's game. Another injury to keep an eye on. Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson was listed as questionable with a thigh injury, but is expected to play, according to ESPN's Mike Reese. Our coverage of WEI's Football Sunday will take you up to Patriots kickoff at 1 p.m. in Foxborough against the New Orleans Saints. The Bruins announced another round of cuts that included newly acquired winger Jesper Boquist, forward Oscar Steen, and defenseman Jacob Zaborl. And the Celtics have their first preseason game today, 6 p.m. at the Garden, hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm Bridget Prue, and that's what's trending now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Ten twenty four, getting your game ready for a Patriots kickoff at one o'clock. Catholic will be aboard in about five minutes. Time for the Sunday storylines, brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or one eight seven seven Cars for Kids and. Arcan, maybe the biggest uh, storyline going into today, coming out of today, win, lose, or draw, will be uh, the fact that Mac Jones needs to bounce back from losing his mind in the second quarter down in Dallas last Sunday. Uh, Two throws across the field. You know, the strip sack, listen, that's going to happen. You can preach the ball security and all that kind of stuff. That didn't bother me as much, Arcan, because there are other people involved. And again, guys are going to get strip sacked once or twice over the course of a year, especially now with swarming defenses. Sure. What you can't do is throw the ball across the field once, and then you can't go back three plays later and do it again. 
and just compound the situation and make it worse. And to me, that's what made the throws across the field even worse is because it already happened after the strip sack turnover. It's kind of like adding an injury to insult, let's say. But I think there's going to be a uh, just a ton of focus on Mac Jones win, lose, or draw. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, Tom Pelissero was on, uh, I think it was NFL Network yep. today, and said that Bailey Zappi's getting increased reps this week in practice. Not that there's going to be some big position change or that Zappi's going to get the start, but what that signals to me is that there's not going to be much of a leash here for Mac Jones. He's not going to get the benefit of you know making that type of mistake again or not being able to sense the rush behind them when he's scrambling out of the pocket and getting strip-sacked again. Like These are things that in year three need to be cleaned up, and to have them all sort of go wrong at once like that last week I think was very eye-opening to Bill Belichick, maybe to Bill O'Brien too, maybe to Robert Kraft, you know, the whole the Krafts have been in Max Corner for this entire time, I think. I think they've really uh, supported him and uh, said that, you know, we're going to we're going to side with you and believe in you here and we want you to be the future at this position. But if if it's another if it's another bad start and listen, New Orleans, they have a good defense. Really you know, good, they got yeah. playmakers on that front. They got Marshawn Lattimore and uh, you know, the Honey Badger back there like they got guys who can really play and really bother quarterbacks and uh, you know, if you have a lead pass catchers then you can deal with a, a team like that if you don't you got to really put it on your quarterback and this is going to be a big test for Mac Jones well I think there's a couple of things at play here that uh, could help number one he's a vested veteran and he's played a ton of football and I know Riley Reef got hurt but he is up today yep. so the Patriots did not elevate a uh, an extra running back so it feels like Ramondre will be able to do his part whatever they ask of him but Riley Reef, I think Arcan's got to go right back into this starting lineup somewhere, doesn't he? Yeah, I would think so. I I don't. I mean, you'd like to think the devil you don't know is a little bit better than the one you've been seeing these last couple of weeks because the right tackle position has been an adventure all year and really all of last year. We're on year two of this right tackle experiment, which I'm not happy about, but I'm sure Mac isn't either. Uh, that being said, yeah, Reef's the one with the most pedigree. I don't know if he's the best one, but he hasn't screwed it up yet, so you might as well try him. Well, and that's the thing is uh, kind of how do they try to fix it up front because – there is one thing that New Orleans does have, and that is size up front. They're a bigger defensive line group, and you know it's really funny. They're not a bad defensive line, but it's probably the third best defensive line that the Patriots have gone against this year after the Jets and Philadelphia. I mean, th you know, those two teams are stacked up front. New Orleans is pretty good up front. They've got some beef, which is why I wondered that if Cole Strange isn't going to be able to go today, does Moffey end up getting that uh, left guard spot? And then you put uh, Riley Reef in there, right tackle, and try to rebuild it and try to, you know, sort of patch work together the best you can, unless Cole Strange is going to be able to get out there. And that's one of the questions that, uh, that I have going in today. But I think this is, uh, independent of whatever else happens today, this will be massive for Mac Jones because what happened in Dallas, we didn't see coming. In the first three weeks of the regular season, there were inefficiencies, there were missed throws, there were issues. But more often than not, you didn't come away with, oh, just Mac's the problem. Everybody else is okay. If you just change the quarterback, everything will be good. It was mistakes across the board. Now it's back to don't turn it over, Mac. 
and don't be sloppy with the football. You try to squeeze it into coverage, and the coaches are okay with the throw. They give you a little leeway there where if maybe there's a turnover, but the coaches could see what the quarterback saw, and okay, the play didn't go your way. It can't be the across-the-field crap. It can't be not getting the playoff in time. It's, it's as much the mechanics of playing the position as it is taking care of the football. And what did Matt get in trouble for last year, regardless of who the offensive coordinator was, it was all tied into not taking care of the football. And yeah. that's why I think Zappi gets a couple of extra reps this week in practice as the reminder, hey, Mac, we've been here before. Let's not go backwards. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, the mechanics were were brutal. All those back foot throws going across the field, uh-huh. uh, all that. I mean, it was really it was noticeable. Anybody, even if you're not a big football uh, viewer, you could see that he didn't look right. And it's interesting too because in his first two drives, the first two drives of the game, I thought Mac looked really confident. I thought he was moving in the pocket well. He was stepping up, making good throws, checking down when he needed to. He was getting time, and maybe that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, those are generally the scripted parts of the game with the offense that they're doing the walkthroughs and this is sort of what's drilled into his head and once that strip sack happened it seemed like he really lost his grip on the game and that's what it's kind of about now like does Mac have the mental fortitude to be able to to bounce back in game from a mistake like that can he can he sort of uh, gather himself and and rally the team and go back out there and you know give, give these guys an expectation that they can still go out and win the game like it's just it's not it's not been that this year all right, let's go to the Harbor One Hotline. Hold on here, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, the uh, hang on, the the mouse got put on the other side of the uh, console here. Oh no! There we go. All right, Catholic is with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline here on Weei Football Sunday. And uh, Catholic, I know you picked up listening to the uh, conversation where uh, we were talking about Mac Jones. And that independent of what happens in the game today, I think there's going to be a lot of focus on him in a lot of different ways. Other than cleaning up the turnovers, what are some of the things that you think, Cadillac, Mac Jones has got to get back to doing well to not lose his mind like he did in the second quarter down in Dallas? Well, first of all, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Good morning. Good to talk to you. I'm sure you... uh... I'm sure the studio is very lonely without me. And uh, I did hear the Mac Jones comments, and I also heard your uh, your mouse comments, so I hope you got your mouse all set over there, Gresh. Um, but <laughs> I, I did. It Mac took a minute. Jones... Good. There we go. Uh, no, with Mac Jones today, I think you're right. It's obviously the turnovers of the obvious uh, uphill battle that he has to pick up because, you know, his whole – his thing, his, like uh, – you know, his identity as a football player is not this whole, this big playmaker, you know, chuck the ball all around the field type guy. It's a, I'm a decision maker. I know what to do with the football at all times. I'm good with my eyes. Um, and I, like he said, don't turn the football over. So you can't do that. But you also, if that's going to be the focus, he also can't play scared today. So I, I don't know what's worse, if he's not going to go out there and just sling the ball and, you know, make the decisions that he wants to make, or if he's just going to go out there and play scared. So um, I think he has to sort of walk that tightrope of, okay, be careful with the football, but also make decisions that are best for the team and not just take a sack because I'm too scared to, you know, turn the ball over and get Ben Bailey zappy. So it's going to be uh, obviously interesting to watch and see how he sort of plays. Uh, I think he has to, you know, use his eyes to his best of abilities because this Saints secondary is pretty good, and uh, it's going to be uh, obviously a tough test for them today. So uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Mike, you mentioned Bailey Zappi. Tom Pelissero said that Zappi had uh, added reps in practice this week. I would imagine that equals a shorter lease for Mac Jones. How short is it? 
Yeah, um, look, I, I wrote about this earlier in the week on WEI.com about um, just sort of the, again, the lease that not only Mac has, but the lease that Bill has. And uh, Robert Kraft said at the owners' meetings in March that we're only going to make a change, whether it's at coach, at quarterback, whatever, but he said that you should only make a change if there's a better option. And right now I just don't think Bailey Zappi's a better option than Mac Jones, whatever way you want to slice it. Uh, but you talk about that leash, right? And if he goes out there and has the same game he did against Dallas, four turnovers, not making smart decisions, throwing the ball in harm's way at all costs, then maybe Bailey Zappi is your better option, at least to finish this game. So I guess depending on the score, depending on the way it, uh, it all shakes out and whether, you know, those turnovers become uh, consistent again, I would think that he probably will get benched if he has a game like Dallas. Ultimately, I don't expect that to happen. I think he will be a little bit smarter with the football today. But, uh, no, there will certainly, there is certainly a chance that he goes down and uh, is not the quarterback uh, in the future. But it has to get ugly. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Look, I'm with you, Cadlick, because here's the, here, there, there are two things that people never have an answer to. Well, I'm sick of Belichick. All right, who do you want? Oh, go get, right. the, go get the offensive coordinator from Detroit. Good Lord. And then there <laughs> yeah, is go also get him. It's that easy, right? And, and then there's also the realization that if the Patriots did pull the plug on Mac, let's say there was a turnover or they weren't happy with the way he played and they pulled the plug on Zappy, you're now almost getting to the point to where you're either creating a bigger problem by waffling or you're just going to turn it over to Zappy and everyone gets the realization of what we saw in the second half of Chicago, which is that, nah, there's a reason why the guy got released at the end of the year. And I just don't know if people are ready for all of that or any of that yet. I'm with you. And I think too, if you bench Mac Jones today for Bailey Zappi, you're not just benching him today at that point. His time's basically over in New England. You're putting it out there that, look, we don't trust him. We don't think he's the guy. And if you bench him again for the third time for Bailey Zappi in a matter of, what, less than a year, I think, dating back to the Chicago game, his confidence is shot. His confidence is over. I don't think he's able to trot back out there, you know, like nothing ever happened. And, oh, no, I'm still the starter. I just got benched two weeks in a row for my backup. So you need to be sure that you're confident in the fact that we're going to move forward with Bailey Zappi, not only for the rest of this game, but for the rest of the season. So as short as the leash might be, there's, there's a lot that goes into that decision today mike what does this game today mean for bill belichick uh i think it means a whole lot arcand i really do i uh again the, the thing that i wrote this week it's you know that when will enough be enough for robert Kraft? and i think again going back to that comment where if there's something better that's the reason you're going to make a change and he also talked very highly of gerard mayo gerard mayo is in the building so look i'm not going to sit here and say that you know, by by the time that Six Rings post game show is on later on this afternoon, that Belichick's not going to be the guy um, for the. That'd be team a big scoop year, for them if that it, happened, though. It would be, yeah. Though the, the ratings would be through the roof on that one. But no, <laughs> I uh, I don't think they're going to make. I don't think they're going to make a change that soon. But I do think he needs to start to win, and he needs to start to win now because you look at this game, a Saints game after a one and three start, a bad offense, no real good option at quarterback. You're playing against Dennis Allen, right? These are the games that were always a shoe in. You go, you win this game, you get yourself back on the right track, you get the Patriots back into potential playoff contenders. If they lose this game, then you're one and four, you go into Vegas, great, maybe you win that one, but then you still have Miami and uh, Buffalo down the stretch. So, like, this is not easy. These are the games that they have to win, and if Belichick and his team doesn't pull it off today, then 
there's going to be a lot more rumblings of Belichick potentially losing his job than uh, than you're going to want to want for, wish for. So I really wonder how many people out there would be like, yeah, get rid of Bill, and then put in a disciple. Right. That, and so, yeah, it, I, like, is that what people would be signing up? Because that's the – so, like, that's the part of the Bill discussion that also doesn't get talked about as well. And Robert Kraft is right. It's the, oh, the better right. option. You're never going to find one better than Bill. So you have to almost pull that off the table. But if people well, I, if people I, think top to bottom it is irretrievably broken, oh, well, we'll just kick Bill out the door and keep everybody else in the front office and just give it over to Mayo and everything will be different, right? That's that's where that's where the discussion to me gets kind of silly because there's never the follow through. And if Robert Kraft loves Gerard Mayo so much and they put in a disciple of Belichick, then people are just going to shift their bitching to someone else, are they not? No, I, I guess I agree with that too, in a sense, but I do think too if if the move is midseason, which first and foremost I don't think it's that's not the case. happening. I don't think right, they're going to move up, Bill. But if if it were to be the case, you go with Mayo in the interim, Kraft and the you know the guys they see what they get out of him as a head coach, and they sort of get like a preview for the rest of the season, and then come January, February, you start your full fledged search and you bring in your you know Lincoln Rileys and your Brian Johnson's the guy from Detroit and all that stuff, but. Um, no, I, I guess I don't disagree with you in the fact that, look, if it's a Bill Disciple and you look at all the Bill Disciples in the past from your Matt Patricia's to your Josh McDaniels to, I guess, your Bill O'Brien's in a sense down in Houston, like none of those really panned out. And so is that really what you want to go forward with? I don't know. Um, I think Bell, or I think Robert doesn't really want to do a full, full-fetched full sweep of the front office, of the, uh, of the coaching staff, if you will. But I think at the end of the day, this is not working. So whatever, again, if, as they say, whatever's best for the football team is best. I wouldn't be surprised, again, if, if that does happen at some point. May have to find a new linebacker's coach or a safeties coach at the very least, I would think, uh, yeah. if, the, yeah, <laughs> if exactly. that all went down that way. Hell, if, um, the, if, if everything's broken, they need new scouts. They need oh, new yeah. front You're We're talking about hiring 50 or 60 people, not just changing out well, a head right. coach. And it's, and it's always been, you know, it's it's Belichick's operation. The entire thing is run mm-hmm. from Belichick down. So if you lose him, you're right. You have to completely gut it. And who's even here to sort of take on that operation? Like, is it Robert and Jonathan? Like, they've sort of handed the whole thing off to Belichick this whole time. They don't really know what goes in and on day to day, week to week, hour to hour here with scouting and reports and all you know all that stuff so you're right you're gonna have to bring in one guy who knows how to do everything again and it's not going to be easy to find no but i'm sure it'll be attractive if it's getting you know a 25 million dollar salary and also you get to be the gm and everything you say goes all the time i'm sure a lot of people i'll tell you right now arcan if they pay the guy they bring in to bill 25 million dollars i will like buy you a boat (laughs) all right that's 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 how bad that ain't happening That's another um, reason we're looking forward to this eventual breakup is because they get to you know put some money back in their pockets. Well, I'm looking forward to it now because I might get a boat. Um, <laughs> real quick, Mike, uh, J.C. Jackson in the secondary. Uh, we expect he's going to play. We saw his jersey there on the uh, on the uh, Twitter yep. post. Um, what do you think the secondary is going to look like with Jonathan Jones back and now with J.C. Jackson? Yeah, um, I think I would assume that it's probably J.C. and Jonathan on the boundaries. Um, I think they went into. I guess complete panic mode, complete scramble mode this week when they realized that they might have to go forward with Miles Bryant and Sean Wade uh, on the boundaries. So I think they they got Jonathan back maybe sooner than they wanted to. 
Um, and I think they're probably going to plug in J.C. pretty much right away. Um, I know we, you guys talked about it, and everybody read that story this morning from Pelissero that, you know, J.C. didn't want to play, and he had his, you know, his shoes untied, and he, he takes some time to warm up. So maybe you don't see him on the first drive, but maybe the second drive. I think they're going to plug him in pretty much right away here because he is, I mean, as bad as things were in L.A., he was good here, and he is probably their best option on the boundary um, this week anyway. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of J.C. Jackson today. And it'll be interesting because – this cornerback room was a house of cards from the start and it was there and they played pretty well, but now they're all hurt. So you bring this guy in and you kind of got to just throw him to the wolves, but I mean, they're trying to patch it up as much as possible. So yeah, I do. I think we're going to see a hefty load of JC today. Uh, Catholic, what happens today? Well, we got a nice three, two score, a nice five, three score coming our way. <laughs> yeah. Baseball. Oh God, man. I look, I think it's going to be low. Um, I think the Patriots will gut one out. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to give us any more confidence in this team moving forward, but I do think it at least puts one in the win column for them. So I'm going to go with 20-17 to 17 Patriots. I don't know how they're going to get to 20 points, but that's just my gut feeling. I think the Patriots squeak one out. Special teams pick sixes. Here we go. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> yeah. Mike Cadlick's got it covered John for Ryan. you on uh, com at Mike Cadlick on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you call it. All right, brother, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. All right, there goes Thanks, uh, there goes Cadlick. Uh, oh boy, it's one of our favorite parts of the show coming up next. It's guaranteed that one of the three, I would dare say, one of the three keys from uh, Coach Wiggy will be protect Mac Jones. It's been one all year long. So, what are the other two from Coach Wiggins? We will find out next on Weei Football Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guys, this is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Jacksonville has an 11 10 lead over Buffalo right now. About uh, three minutes to go in that one in the uh, first half. And that's 11 0. Yeah, 11 0. I don't think that would be a scoregami. Wonder what would be, though. Maybe 11 to 5, something like that. Or those scoregamis always get me. True. There was one earlier this year. Yeah, there was. It was like, was it 15 to 11 or something? 22 to something. There yeah, we go. Yeah, like it that, was yeah. really odd. Like, where you were like, <laughs> what? It's the first time that's ever happened in the uh, history of the NFL. But the Bills are. Trying to get some uh, points up on the board against the uh, Jags, who are uh, plucky. Like, I was just thinking, if the Jags won, that runs their record to 3-2, and two, and then the Bills are 3-2. and two. Patriots get a win today, and they're just a game behind. And yet it doesn't feel that way, given the way the month of September went for the Patriots. It's also been a rough month for our guy, Coach Wiggins, too, Arkan. 
Yeah, really. I didn't. I was not aware of that uh, that score. Yeah, the but yeah. It's been a tough uh, tough start to the year for Brockton. That's right. And you know, his quarterback is named Max, so it was doomed from the start. No, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but here we go. Here are Coach Wiggins' keys to the game. Here's number one. What up, everybody? This is Coach, and here are my three keys to the game for the Patriots to be successful. Number one, I feel like I'm going to say it every week: establish the run. Wow, he didn't go protect Mac Jones as uh, number one, but clearly, Arcand, I think between both teams today, the team that runs the ball, I know this might sound like very 1989, but Mm. the team that runs the ball the best probably has the best chance to win given the way these offenses have performed this year. Yeah, I'd agree with that, and that doesn't make me feel great because the Patriots, I feel like, have been at – full strength for their running backs at the very least. I know the O-line's not been at full strength, but they've had Stevenson, they've had Elliott, and they have not been able to really get off the ground except for that one Zeke game. Uh, New Orleans, this will be their second game with Kamara, and it's just he's a better player than them, or he has been uh, historically better than these two guys have been this year, and that's a that's a bummer. And I also think you need to run the ball to set up the play action for Mac and give him some more time to look down the field, because he really hasn't had much of that, and I feel like they haven't run many uh, play actions at all this season. Yeah, it's been more of the you know three and four wide receiver sets out of shotgun stuff like that you know where's the sort of the stuff to over the middle to the uh, tight ends and maybe we yeah. see some of that today all uh, right by the way before you get to the yeah. next one 11 nothing not a scoregami 11 to 9 would be a scoregami Ooh, all right so something to root for that's what we're rooting for 11 9 <laughs> would be great it would be uh for those who don't know what a score gami is it's just a uh the ending of a game with a score that we've never seen before that's yep. all folks because some might not get it all right here is key number two from coach wiggins Number two is going to be the New England Patriots pass rush. What is it going to look like without their best pass rusher and Matthew Judon? Josh Uche, it's time for you to step up and make some plays. Well, it's interesting because I know that the Patriots have normally done pretty well against Derek Carr. And even last year, they had Devontae Adams. And the Patriots were, at least in theory, in position to win the game. And then they lost their mind at the end. And we all know what happened there. Uh, so I wonder if the Patriots will be or won't be in the mindset of blitzing Derek Carr, given what's going on in the back end of the secondary. I feel like in a way, Arkan, the defense, they you need to see J.C. Jackson and others before maybe in the second half you can sort of pick up some second-level uh, blitz schemes. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, that's really the big key here. The quicker you get to the quarterback, the less time those guys have to cover, and that's really what it's all about. Josh Uche last year, we were talking about him before. Uh-huh. He had two three-sack games last year against the Colts, later on in the year against Arizona. He had two sacks against Buffalo, and he does have two sacks this year, but again, I don't remember him. You don't remember him either. No. He's someone that needs to step up. He needs to, if he's not getting to the quarterback, at least being disruptive and, uh, and getting Carr out of his rhythm, I think that's a a big, big key here defensively for this team because up front, you know, they, they don't have uh, Judon, that's true, but they still have guys who have historically been able to get after the quarterback. They need to do that today. All right, Coach Wiggins, final key for the Patriots win. And number three, it's going to be about Mac Jones not making the mistakes over and over and over that has killed him all season long when it comes to ball security and throwing in inceptions. Those are my three keys, and I'm the coach. I uh, 
I and I'm the coach. I was gonna say, I what are the what were the mistakes that he has been making all year long in terms of turning it over? I the Dallas game, no question. I mean, those were that was terrible, but I don't I don't remember that going in. That's where Wiggy and Shime like everybody jokes about Mac Island, but Wiggy and Shime are on like their own island when it comes to seeing Mac Jones as a you know, three-headed monster that is here to ruin the organization. Yeah, I think, I mean, there was other, remember the Miami game that uh, pick that Xavier Howard had on um, Devontae Parker, and I think, you know, that was sort of talked about this week, people saying things like, you know, you don't have the best receivers in the country anymore, Mac, you're not at Alabama, a one-on-one matchup's not always going to go your way, and it didn't in that instance, and I think that that's sort of what uh, what he's talking about. It wasn't a huge mistake, giving your guy a chance on a 50-50 ball, that's what I feel like a lot of his other interceptions have been this year, um, you know, that's, that's not a, a terrible mistake to make, but he has to sort of temper those chances now just because the, the people around him yeah, are talented. I know. On that interception, I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. I, I wouldn't expect a six foot four wide receiver to get pushed out of bounds. Like, that's oh, the yeah. part. That's the part that gets me uh, on that play. And you're right. Those aren't killers. And that interception happened, what, inside the 10 yard line? So there yeah. is the, hey, you took points off the board. And then there is the, well, it's like a punt and you down it and then you give your defense a chance to play. I just feel like the mistakes that Mac made at Dallas were out of body experiences that we hadn't seen to uh, this point this year. Well, let's break it all down with uh, Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. We'll get his thoughts on the game next as we roll into Hour 2 of WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.